All right. Good morning. Sorry for the delay. We got. Uh, we'll, this is our second day of doing this, so uh, we'll be getting better over time, and uh, look forward to uh, this being a good time of study. So we are. This, my name is Sean Imsley. I'm uh, the teacher for uh, our the class here on uh, Philippians, Letter to the Philippi from a Messian Jewish Perspective, and uh, brought to you by Letter to Philippi, my new uh, Messian Jewish teaching organization. And this is our first initiative, which is the, the class on, on Philippians. We'll be going verse for verse through Paul's Letter to Philippi, and I'll be uh, basing my teaching off of my Messianic commentary that I wrote in 2019, the, the uh, Messianic Commentary series by Letterer on the Book of Philippians, which is available. You can get it from our website, lettertophilippi.org, or you, it's available on Amazon. Just look for the Messianic Commentary on Philippians by Sean Imsley. So now we... I'll pull up my notes and we'll get started. We'll be looking. Yesterday, we started the book of Philippians with chapter one, verse one, which took our full time there because there's a lot of stuff to go through in that first, first verse. So today, we'll be looking at uh, verses two through five. The first verse of the chapter was basically the, the, uh, the introduction to basically the outs the outside of the envelope of the letter basically with saying it was from Paul and Timothy to the Philippian community so so now so now that we've gone through gone through basically the outside of the envelope now we open up into the the body of the letter and uh, we should be going well here and uh, so uh, these so, so starting with verse two, we have grace to you and shalom from God our Father and the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Grace to you and shalom. Paul Paul Rothschild starts off this letter with uh, with this greeting, grace to you and shalom. The, the standard greeting for Greek letters at this time would have used chirain, which means greetings. Basically, like a gen general greetings. In this letter, Paul changes the word to charis, which means grace. So more than so, then Paul opens this, opens this letter rather than just using the standard the standard greeting, which would be chirain in in Greek. Uses the word grace. When Paul opens with grace for o over mere greetings, he immediately presents a core teaching of the Messianic faith. Paul also also adds irony, the Greek word for for that is is uh, the, the correspondent to the Hebrew word shalom, meaning peace in the in the Hebrew Bible. Paul draws in the deep meaning of shalom in the Tanakh, the and the Hebrew scriptures, pointing to the spiritual completeness and wholeness. That not only is he greeting them, saying, hi, how you doing? I'm Paul writing to you. He's imparting grace. He's imparting the shalom that can only come from God because of his deep love for them and their connection to him as 
fellow followers of the Messiah. By using these greetings together, grace and peace, Paul could be sending the Philippians both a common Greek and a common Jewish greeting to begin his letter to this community of Gentile, well, Gentile and Jewish followers of Yeshua. Next, we come to the phrase from God our Father and the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Paul completes the greeting, making clear to the Philippians that grace and shalom come from God the Father and the Lord Yeshua. In Lo and Nita, Nita who, uh, who are uh, scholars who put together, put together a manual for translating the, the, the scriptures, the Greek, Hebrew and Greek scriptures, into, uh, into the languages of the world. This is designed for Bible translators. They, 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 on this verse, they wrote, the ultimate source of grace and peace is obviously God, whom Yeshua revealed as Abba Father. But to, this, to the extent that such blessing is made possible only through Yeshua, who is confessed as Messiah, Messiah, the anointed king, and exalted as the Lord by his resurrection, he too is to be acclaimed as the giver of grace and peace. So in this way of, of, of helping people who translate the translate the the Bible from, from Hebrew and Greek into, into other other languages of the world, they they on this notes wanted to make clear that that there is a grace and peace comes obviously from God the Father, from, from Abba Father, from Hashem, the one God of Israel, and through him are Yeshua the Messiah, the, the one who is one with the one God of Israel, and exalted as Lord by his resurrection. Some commenters are cautioned about making too much of what they consider a, a possible Christological invocation of this phrase, and a, an understanding understanding of, of Yeshua being one with the one God of Israel, which we know as the, as the, as the, the triune God, God is God of three persons, the Father, Son, and Spirit. Here specifically, the Father and the Spirit is one. In light of other Pauline writings, which we'll look, look at later, including the early Messianic hymn in Philippians 2, 6 through 11, which we'll look, look at in a few weeks, Paul acknowledges the divine nature of Yeshua and his eternal unity with God the Father. And elsewhere, we'll see the union of, of the, the Father, the, the Yeshua Messiah, and the Spirit of God, the Ruach Kodesh, to form, to form our understanding of the triune God. Paul said no, pro, no problem in greeting the Philippians with a word that united Yeshua with the one God of Israel here designated as the Father. It is the divine Son working in the world with, with the Father to fulfill the divine plan and bring grace and peace that Paul has in mind here, committing this knowledge to the Philippians. Beyond making an important theological point about the lordship and divine nature of Yeshua, Paul begins his letter with significant and dangerous political declaration. The Yeshua's Lord which is in contrast to the expected acknowledgement of Caesar as Lord. The other thing we need to understand at this time is that not only in, in acknowledging Yeshua as Lord and Savior, it was more than just making a, 
a religious statement. As today, as today, someone says, I believe that Yeshua is Messiah. I believe Yeshua is Lord. I believe Yeshua is Lord and Messiah. In our day and time, for most of, most of our world, that is, uh, that is a religious statement. That is a statement of, of my religious convictions, my beliefs. But in the Roman world, that was, that was also a, a deeply, deeply dangerous political statement because of the, the assumed understanding that, that Caesar was Lord. Caesar was, was a divine ruler. And he was the one that was, was considered the Lord and the Savior. So in saying Yeshua is Lord, you were also saying that Caesar is not Lord. And as, as of the writing of this letter, Caesar would have been Nero. So rather than saying Nero is Lord and Savior, you're saying Yeshua is Lord and Savior. So, so this is an important thing to understand. And we, we also, you know, we'll see that in, there are people in, in our world today in, in various countries where acknowledging Yeshua as Lord is also a dangerous, dangerous political and life-threatening statement. And uh, it, was, it was for the people in Philippi to understand that they acknowledge Yeshua as Lord and Messiah. They were also acknowledging that they were rejecting the rulership and the lordship of the Roman emperor and the Roman Roman government over them. So it was it was a political and a religious statement. Next, we come to to verse three, which is a, a verse of always loved because it, it it shows it shows the deep deep affection that Paul had for the people of Philippi. In verse three, we read, "I thank my God every time I think of you." In his letter to the Galatians and Corinthians, Paul wrote using harsh terms to correct false teaching and sinful activities. You know, right from the bat in the Galatians, you know, he, he'll talk about you foolish Galatians, going after them for their, their uh, falling to false beliefs. Or also the same thing with Corinthian, Corinthian letter. He would go out sharp, harshly dealing with the, 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 the sin issues, the, the sexual sin issues are involved in Corinth. But in here, he starts this letter off with, I thank my God every time I think of you. That rather than rather than condemning where the the they had gone wrong, like in Galatian Corinth, Paul can actually start this letter talking about his deep love for them because of their their service with him and the fact that they, they were following in his ways. Paul wrote as Paul wrote to, to Galatia and Corinthians to correct false teachings that plague these communities. But here Paul is, is warmly sharing his love and concern for the Philippians. He wants to make them aware of how thankful he is to God for them and their love for him and their work for the Messiah. There was a deep love and, con, con, love and connection that Paul had with the Philippian community that they they work together for the sharing of the message of the Messiah. And in so doing, so doing, he had, he had built up this great love for them because they were co-workers with him. As will be seen later in the letter, Paul has derived much joy from the Philippians and is thankful to God for their work for him in spreading the good news. Every time he thought of the people of Philippi, he was filled with joy and filled with love because of the deep love and bond they had 
Paul also had good memories of how the Messianic community in Philippi showed him love and care. He focused on these memories whenever he thinks of them. Not only did they follow his teachings and continue his work in Philippi, they were also involved in taking care of him in prison, sending, sending, sending money, sending, sending supplies for him, even sending one of the members, members Epaphroditus, which we'll see later in chapter two, to actually care for him personally in jail. In verse four, we read, whenever I pray for all of you, I always pray with joy. Paul here continues his, his sharing about his love for the Philippian community, talking about how, how that when he, he go, is in prayer, he prays for all of them with, with joy, that whenever he thinks of them, Whenever he's in prayer about them, he is filled with joy because of his deep love for them and their deep connection as working for the message of the Messiah. Paul here uses the word, the Greek word deasis, usually translated as supplication, a deep, serious, supplication means a deep, serious prayer that, that to, to demonstrate a serious prayer for them. Not only was, you know, so, so his prayer was not just, just you know, oh, oh Lord, be with the Philippians, but he deeply prayed for their needs, for each one of them, for, for their community, and that, that the community would continue to honor the Messiah. As apostle to the Gentiles, Paul is sharing how deeply he loves and seeks the best for, for them. Paul used the same Greek word, deasis, in Romans 10.1 speaking on his heart for the Jewish people. Brothers, my heart's deepest desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. In using all of you, back there to, to, to Romans 1, there was a brothers, my heart's deepest desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. So as, as Paul deeply desired and prayed to God for the, for the salvation of the Jewish people, for his own people to come to see the Messiah of Israel and enter the new life that only Yeshua can provide for them. This deep, this deep love for, for the Jewish people and deep desire for them to know the Messiah and to know the life that he offers. He, in using this word deasis, he shows his deep love and desire for the people of Philippi for them to continue to growing more and more like the Messiah. In using all of you in this prayer for the Philippians, Paul shows the importance of all the Philippian believers understanding their unity in Messiah, how vital unity is to the growth and health of their community. As they were entering into this, in, into this new life, the Philippians, Paul wants to remind them that they're not just individual believers in Yeshua, individual disciples of the Messiah, but they're united together in the community to be healthy and to be growing and to be honoring the, honoring the God of Israel and being a witness for the Messiah. They need to be, uh, there need to be union in the community and he's calling them, all of them to understand their unity in the community. As we will see in chapter four, there is a conflict between two prominent women in, the, in Philippi, Evodia and Syntyche, two leaders, two women leaders in the community. 
that were in some some form of of uh, disagreement, conflict that was causing crisis in the community, and and Paul Paul will will later in as I said in chapter four look to deal with this issue of disunity between leaders, which which if it were to grow would could bring disunity between the whole Philippian community. So he's calling for unity in the community here. He calls for the, Phil the Philippians to understand that. And for us to understand in our Messianic communities that it's unity that holds us together and makes us a vibrant witness for the Messiah. Verse five, we read, this is where we'll be, be concluding for today. We read, because you have shared in proclaiming the good news from the very first day until now. When Paul first visited Philippi on a second missionary journey, which we see in Acts 16, he shared the message of the good news of Messiah to Lydia and other women participating in Jewish prayer on Shabbat near the river. We see this, this is his first trip to Philippi. He encounters this woman, Lydia, who was a businesswoman who came to believe in the message of Yeshua's Messiah and became the first believer in Philippi. And she then shared the message with her whole household who became followers of Yeshua. Amazingly enough, she, she came to, to uh, accept Yeshua as her Messiah, came to understand Yeshua as her redeemer. And she shared that message with her whole community and her whole family became followers of Yeshua. Lydia and her family, early and enthusiastic response to the news of Yeshua, good news of Yeshua, set an example of the continued growth of the Philippian community and the supportive efforts to spread the good news. From Lydia, the first believer in Philippi, the work of bringing the good news to Philippi and beyond became a priority for the Philippian Messianic community. Their work of spreading the good news involved active and ongoing participation in the work of Paul, which continued from his first visit to now many years later. We figure that Paul, Paul would, have, would have visited visited Philippi for the first time around 50 of the common era. And this letter, if it was written during his final imprisonment, would have been about 62 of the common era. So this is about 12 year, 10 to 12 years after he visited, visited the first time and established the Messianic community in Philippi. So that this now is, is, is a growing community of believers starting with one person, Lydia, her family, and now throughout the Philippian community. Lydia and the others of Philippi showed their example of their commitment to Yeshua and followed Paul's example of extending the work of his ministry, even while he was in chains in Rome. Even though Paul was at this time was in a Roman prison and was waiting what would be his ultimate, ultimate uh, execution under Nero. They were continuing his work. They were continuing. They were his hands and feet who were, were working and bringing the message, continuing Paul's work, even though Paul was unable to be there physically through the Philippian community, he was able to share with them. The close relationship between Paul and the Philippians demonstrated in these opening greetings is also shown in the actions of sharing the good news about the Messiah, Yeshua. The love that Paul has for the Philippians the Philippians have for Paul comes from their love for Yeshua, leading to their shared mission grounded in the good news 
in which they believe and proclaimed. So this, as I said, this is a close relation when we started about that beginning of our, our talk today. Paul was talking that, that, that he thanks God every time he, he thinks of the Philippians. And whenever he prays for them, he prays for them with joy. And this love, affection, and joy connection between them is grounded in their taking the message of Yeshua, believing it, and then sharing it among their Philippian community and building the Philippian community and building up and continuing the work of Paul, even though Paul was unable to be there now in imprisonment, they were continuing the work of making Messiah known in the Philippian community throughout Macedonia. Paul's work continued in Macedonia, even though he was no longer able to be there physically. And because of the Philippians community, to follow and model Paul's example, they were building a growing community and they were continuing the work of Paul and continuing the work of making the Messiah known. And this, this established deep love between Paul and those in Philippi. So that is, that is what we'll be looking at for today from the letter to Philippi, which was chapter one, verses two through five. And we will be looking at uh, chapter two, verses six through 11 tomorrow. I mean, chapter one, verses six through 11, I was jumping a whole chapter ahead. So we'll be looking at, at, uh, at uh, starting with chapter one, verse six tomorrow. And we'll continue our daily study through the through Paul's letter to Philippi. And again, my name is Sean Imsley, and I'll be your teacher on our daily studies here on uh, on Facebook Live, in, Instagram Live, and also on our website at uh, lettertophilippi.org. And uh, this is a, a initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish educational and theological study organization and which is uh this began with yesterday was our 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 first uh initiative of, of this new ministry we actually were formed in april of this year and uh, we officially launched the the work the of the organization yesterday with our uh, first class on philippians chapter one verse one and uh this will be a daily study and we'll be going through that. And if you want more information on Letter to Philippi, you can our, go to lettertophilippi.org to our web, our web hub, and you'll see our uh, teachings that we've been, we've had of it made available so far as we'll, this one will be posted later in the day. And those will, those will be up available each day as we, as we go through verse, verse with verse by verse through the book of Philippians. And uh, uh, next week I'll start working on, uh, on posting, posting reviews of different, different biblical studies and theological studies books that are, are important for understanding Messianic Judaism and, and, and analyzing, analyzing the work that's out there in the, in the academic world as in, with a Messianic Jewish lens. So that's another. That's our second big initiative that we'll be we'll be going with, and uh, also we'll be looking for new areas of of study, and also on our our uh, 
continuing to offer offers assistance to you is that you can put on prayer requests on our, on our website if you have any concern you know we'll be praying for you so this you know so this is we're looking to be a full a full range of both study and and uh, and service to you and uh, look forward to uh, you sharing with us in prayer and and also if you're able to to um, make a contribution to our organization we really appreciate that to to uh, pay for our expenses you can make a donation on our website at letter to philippi.org and uh, that would be greatly appreciated leave a prayer request you know watch any videos that you've missed and uh, look forward to uh, being with you tomorrow as we look at uh, at uh, Philippians chapter 1 verses 6 through 11 and as we continue working through the, the study thank you for watching and look forward to seeing you tomorrow at uh, 12 p.m pacific time 3 p.m eastern time and i forget if it's 9 or 10 p.m israel time so if you can put that in the comments if whether it's 9 p.m or 10 p.m in jerusalem all right so uh blessings on your day and thank you for Thank you for watching. This was the Letter to Philippi live broadcast from uh, lettertophilippi.org and uh, your teacher, Sean Emsley. And thank you for watching and have a blessed day. Thank you.